welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I'm a registered dietitian and I'm here to smash some binge eating. How are you keeping since we last spoke? Are you finding the episodes helpful? Have you found that having my voice in your ear has just helped to take you out of your head a little bit and give you some perspective and Maybe this is the first time you've heard somebody speak about these topics before, speaking so openly and in depth about what you are experiencing. So if you have been finding the episodes helpful, please, please, please do let me know. You can drop me an email at any time, joe at antidietanswers.com or please leave me a review on Apple and share in there why you love the podcast because it really helps to get the word out to other people and That's what this podcast is for, to help as many people as possible who are struggling with binge eating. So in today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you four of my my very top tips. That's the best term I can find for it. It's four of the most basic pieces of advice that I want to impart on you as you embark on your recovery from binge eating. And while I was planning today's episode, I was thinking about what would I say to my past self or what would I say to a loved one right now, like one of my loved ones in my circle who is struggling with binge eating? What would I need them to know? And that's how I came up with my four tips for you as you move into now your binge eating recovery. It's very raw. It's bringing it back to basics. And if you don't know where to begin, you can begin here. Before I get into that though, I have to address the fact that it has been so long since I've been here that I've been chatting with you on the podcast and sadly, so sadly, this is going to be my last new episode for a while, probably until the end of the year or maybe for the be- until the beginning of next year. And the reason for that is it's not because I've fallen out of love with smashing binge eating, it's not because I'm moving on to something else. I shared in an episode at the beginning of the year that This year, and I know this is boring stuff and, you know, you probably don't want to hear this, but this year is a pretty hectic year in my personal life. So I'm moving back from Boston where I've lived for three amazing years, moving back to the UK and that's a big move. I have to pack up my flat and send it all the way across the Atlantic. So that's happening in a a couple of months time. I'm also expecting my second baby, which is quite exciting. Although again, probably boring for you, but I'm excited. I think motherhood has been a fascinating experience so far. And I just feel more driven, more motivated to bring that awareness and to bring that support for people who are struggling with all eating disorders because I wanted to stop with us, with our generation. We have put up with far too much nonsense from diet culture, from dieting, from the plans, from feeling like we're not good enough, from always trying to shrink our bodies. And I think you'll agree with me, no matter what stage of your eating disorder you're at, I think you'll agree with me. You do not want to pass it on to the next generation. So since becoming a mother, I just feel so strongly about smashing binge eating even more. It's only added fuel to my fire. And that brings me on to the final point of why I am pulling back on the podcast for the rest of the year. And that is because I am in fact pursuing my doctorate degree now and I am focusing, yep, you guessed it, all on binge eating. I have decided to undertake a doctorate of education and that's based at Brunel University in London and I am studying binge eating. I am going to be recruiting participants 
doing interviews. I can't say exactly what my topic is yet because I still have to apply for ethical approval and hopefully it is approved. But I can't tell you how excited this makes me. I really believe in science. I believe in evidence. I believe in data. I I think it's all that we have in this world that we live in where there's so much misinformation about what we should eat, what we shouldn't, what's best, what's not. And I want to add to that literature base. I want people to quote me when they're talking about binge eating. And you know what? This is the very least that you deserve because you deserve someone who you can trust who has that reputable background. You know that I'm a registered dietitian. I'm registered in Ireland, the UK, in the USA. I'm licensed to practice here in Massachusetts. I have a postgrad in eating disorders. I have a master's in diabetes and binge eating, which is a fascinating uh, intersection. That was my, my master's in community healthcare. That's from Leeds Beckett University. And now I'm moving on to my doctorate. And that is because that's what you deserve. You deserve a proper expert in your ears, not not these self-proclaimed personal trainers who have done a six-week nutrition course or someone who believes that because they had their own eating disorder that they can preach to other people about how best to get over binge eating. You deserve the best and I am striving to give you the best. I am pursuing my doctorate and as you can imagine, doctorates take a lot of time, a lot of energy, so something has to give. I know you'll forgive me on this one though because this is what we're here for. We are here to smash binge eating and I want to convey to you how dedicated I am to that. So forgive me for taking a break from the podcast for the rest of the year while I navigate all the life stuff and and start into my research and I'll keep you posted as much as I can. Oh, that brings me on nicely. So I'm not going to be doing regular podcast episodes at least until the end of the year. But I do hope to keep in touch with you by email. So please do head to the show notes. There is a link in there where you can join my regular mailing list and you will get, get, for signing up to my mailing list as a thanks to you, you will get a free checklist for how to have a binge-free week. So there's some really useful tips in there for how to have a binge-free week. And then you'll be on my regular mailing list so I can keep you posted with what I'm up to, how the research is going, what else I'm doing in the smashing the binge eating world. And of course, any tips, advice, whatever you need, I will be serving you best there. So please do sign up to my mailing list. That link is in the show notes. Because this podcast has helped you and many others like you, I'm going to be reposting my old episodes every week. So if you've just joined me and you see that there's 130 episodes and you don't know where to begin, pause, take a deep breath, perhaps start off with what I'm going to be reposting um, starting next week. Okay, let's get in to what you want to hear. Joe. tell me what to do. Tell me what I should do. I am sick of living like this. I am so done with binge eating. It's taking over my life. I can't stop thinking about food. From the minute I wake up in the morning until the minute I go to bed, I cannot get one second where I'm not thinking about food, about what I've already eaten, about what I should eat next, about how many calories I've eaten, how many points I have left for the day. This isn't a life. I feel possessed by food and I don't know what to do. Any of that sound familiar to you? Have you ever 
said that kind of thing either to yourself or to anybody else, I know that you have. I know that you have. And I can assure you, even though it feels like you are the only person in the world who lives like this, that you're the only person in the world who knows what it's like to be so dominated by food that if you just know that there's a bar of chocolate in the other room, that you literally cannot sit still, that that makes you pace up and down, that 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 those thoughts bubble up in your head until you can't stand it anymore and you have to just go and eat that chocolate. If that is you, I can assure you that you are not the only one. And I know it feels isolating. I know it feels like you are. But I hope that gives you some hope that there are other people in this world. I was one of them who felt exactly like you are feeling now and who have gone on to get better. Have gone on to be free of binge eating. And although I never like to say that I'm never going to binge again because that's not really how recovery works, you can live a life where food does not dominate your every single thought. So as I said, I'm framing this episode as if I was talking to my own loved one and I have four pieces of advice for you. The first one is to remember that you cannot, you cannot hate yourself into a better place. Hating yourself, being mean to yourself, having that mean girl that lives in your head, that is not going to help you to get to a better place. You cannot hate yourself to a better place. So all those nasty things that you're saying to yourself when you're binging and you feel like you are completely out of control, that you have no say over what's happening, that your arms are just reaching out and grabbing that food and putting it into your mouth, those things that you say to yourself, maybe not during the binge because usually that's when we numb out and we don't even have any thoughts in our heads. It's complete peace most of the time. But afterwards, those things that you're saying to yourself after a binge, those need to stop. You are not a bad person. You are not a disgusting person. You are not a slob. You are not someone who doesn't even deserve to be on this planet. And I know those are things that you've said to yourself. That is not you. And you have to stop the record. You cannot hate yourself to a better place. I'm pleading with you to please stop telling yourself that you are weak, that you have no willpower, that you have no control, those things are not true. Binge eating is a complicated eating disorder behavior and you putting it down to having no willpower or being weak is just not even close to what is actually happening here. I need you to remember that you cannot hate yourself to a better place. So that narrative that plays in your head after a binge, start to notice it. And it might be a stretch right now to say, start to change it, but think about changing it. Think about trying to say something that is, if you can't bring yourself to say something positive, something neutral. Remember that you cannot hate yourself to a better place. The second piece of advice is kind of related to the first one. And it's to, and I know this is easier said than done, but please try to put weight loss to one side right now. I know that you want to lose weight. Everybody that comes to me wants to lose weight on some level, but that's the problem. Weight, trying to lose weight and binge eating are almost two sides of the same coin. And if you can at least put weight loss to one side while you are healing from binge eating, it's going to make such a big difference to your binge eating. Trust me on this. When clients come to me and 
they're struggling with binge eating and weight loss is high, high, high up on their priority list. They end up just leaving completely confused because as you know, if you listened to the podcast before, I'm about challenging fear foods, reconnecting with foods that you really enjoy, giving yourself permission to eat, unconditional permission to eat. And those concepts are kind of opposite to what you will be told if you are seeking weight loss. If you go to another dietitian for weight loss, say, you will leave feeling completely confused if you are trying to tackle both at the same time. If you have decided, Joe, no, weight loss is the most important thing to me right now, that's fine. You go and pursue that because I believe that you are the expert of you. You know what you want and I'm not going to stand in the way of that. But if you have gotten to the point where you're like, no, Joe, I am so possessed by food. It's taking over my life. I don't have any life anymore because of it. I don't have a social life. I don't want to go out. I don't want to see anybody. And I'm binging all of the time. I would really urge you, okay, I hear you and I hear that you do want to lose weight too, but can you at least prioritize your binge eating recovery right now? And then down the line, when you're feeling better about your relationship with food, if you decide then, I do want to pursue weight loss now, nobody's going to stop you. You need to make that decision for yourself. But again, if you are my loved one, my advice to you would be to, as much as you can, put the desire to lose weight to one side. My third piece of advice for you, and again, this is what I would say to a loved one, you have to moderate what is on your social media. Because I know if you're anything like me, you're spending way too long on social media every day. And even though you can't recognize it, even though it's it's happening probably somewhat subliminally, you are receiving so much messaging on there about what you should look like and how you should eat. And that is not helping. That is only taking you further away from that trusting relationship with yourself and your body where you can trust your own sensations, your own interceptive awareness, your own hunger, your own fullness. You have to put the blinders on to those external messages. So that means going through your social media and muting or unfollowing particularly any kind of dieting accounts or any kind of weight loss accounts or anybody who, when you see their photo or their reel pop up, it just kind of gives you a bit of a bad good feeling or you feel badly about yourself. That's a sure sign to me that that person should not be on your feed. So mute or unfollow. And you might be saying now, but what about eating disorder recovery accounts? What about your Instagram account, Joe? Am I, am I allowed to follow that? Of course, it's up to you to make that call. But I hope that when you follow eating disorder recovery accounts that you don't feel like there's any, oh, well, I should be eating like this or I should be eating like that or I should be looking like this person. I hope that you don't get that kind of vibe from pages like mine and other eating disorder recovery accounts. But of course, if you do get any kind of bad, good feeling about it, do unfollow, mute or unfollow. And I certainly would encourage you to do that, even if that means that you unfollow me. So that's my third piece of advice, which is to filter your social media and put the blinders on to all of that messaging about how you should look and how you should eat. And then my final tip is a practical one. And if you've ever worked with me or you've ever done some of my programs or even attended some of the, the free workshops that I do, which you will hear about, by the way, when you sign up to my mailing list. So that's why I really want to get you um, over to my emails so you don't miss out on any kind of free events that I'm doing. 
So I love to give practical tips. I think some of the concepts about food freedom and recovering from binge eating can be very abstract, very out there, kind of hard to pin them down to yourself and to your own situation. So so my practical tip for you is to have breakfast to help you recover from binge eating. I encourage you to have breakfast. And why I'm saying this is not because, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It needs to set you up for the day. No, it's not really for that reason. It's because for the most part, when I work with clients who are recovering from binge eating, breakfast is usually not a feature in their in their everyday life. What happens is you binge so badly in the evening time, you have so much sweets and chocolate and crisps and takeaways and by the next morning you still feel full and you feel that quote-unquote gross feeling where you still feel sluggish and bloated and the last thing you want to do is give yourself more food and so you push back breakfast until at least lunchtime. Or another thing that happens is that you have something very, very small like a yogurt or a coffee, which does not even count, by the way, because coffee is basically just water. You'll have something very, very small and kind of kid yourself like, oh, this will do me until lunch or I'm not that hungry, so I'm just going to have this tiny little thing. You need to eat regularly to recover from binge eating. You need to give your body food and That is one of the biggest light bulb moments for clients when they work with me is that a lot of the time your binge eating is coming from a place of restriction. It's coming from a place of you holding back on giving it the food that it needs. Reinstate breakfast. Give yourself breakfast again and just see does it make any difference to your binge eating. Maybe not straight away. Give it a while. But I think that you'll notice that you don't feel so bingy in the evenings that you don't feel such a panic attitude towards food in the evenings. So just to run through again, four pieces of advice that I would give to a loved one who is struggling with binge eating. The first one is to remember that you cannot hate yourself to a better place. Secondly is as much as you can put the desire to lose weight over to one side at least while you are recovering from binge eating. The third one is to filter out your social media and put the blinders on, particularly on any kind of dieting or weight loss accounts or anything that makes you feel bad about yourself. And the fourth one is my practical tip to please add in breakfast again or make sure that you are having breakfast. That brings me to the end of today's episode. And this is a bit of a sad moment, if I'm being honest, because I'm not going to be recording any new episodes for a while. As I said at the top of the episode, I'm embarking on my doctorate degree now in the area of binge eating and I will keep you posted, but please do make sure to join my mailing list because that's where I'll be keeping in touch with you more frequently than here on the podcast. Don't despair though, there is still 130 episodes and I bet that if you haven't listened to them all, I don't think anybody's listened to them all, that's a whole a whole heap of episodes for you to listen to. Um you have the opportunity now to go through them again. And remember, I am always only an email away. So please don't hesitate. Joe at antidietanswers.com. And please do join my mailing list so we can keep in touch that way. All right. So this is just a see you later. We'll chat soon. And until we speak again, please take care of yourself. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship.